To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. Did it surprise you Allison got me married as quickly as she did? Yes, I did. Did that bother you? No. I was happy for her. But I was, I was a little surprised. He was saying goodbye to me, and he leaned in for a kiss, and I smiled so big that he literally kissed my teeth. So I have admitted that uh, so, so I almost had a homosexual experience when I was young. Yes. Some guy came on. Some guy came on to me. It was really wonderful, actually. But my mother would never tolerate me being gay. You know <laughs> I what see. I, mean? I got a guy now who's finding out the real names of the occupations of what the people do who bully me. Oh really? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a fighter, so. Uh, you know, it's just interesting <laughs> when people have their kids on the air. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if a kid was a fuck-up, you just keep them quiet. I put my kids on the air more, but they, they want no part of it. We do another contract here. Well, let's do a three-hour show. What? We should be done right now. Well, you're having this negotiation with me. That's the only problem. Well, who am I supposed to negotiate with? Fred? <laughs> tell, that fat, tell, that fat, uh, tell that fat fucking cunt Robin to shut the fuck up. She can't stop mentioning that other fat cunt Butler. They're both fat cunts. They need to die in fire. I once saw my mother come out of the shower. It traumatized me. Yeah, I can imagine. She, she looks had, like you. She had so- oh. Sorry, I had that just that just slipped out. Was you getting getting into music and guitar and all that stuff? Was that some kind of therapy because you didn't have your father? Listen, there are people who are at a job too long. They 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 are, they're not into it. They can't admit it to themselves. A picture of you and her looks like a kidnapping. It's ridiculous. Oh. You see. This, this, this is ridiculous. I was going to look for a Nikki Hilton. Wait, you, but you see, those good-looking rich kids, rich uh, girls, they don't go for a guy like me because they don't need my money. Recipe for a perfect date night? Home, dinner, glass of wine, and the bed. Right? What you said? Definitely a bottle of wine. I said earlier I thought it was kind of weird. Cherry still dyes his hair. Like, you know, when your head becomes that big and, you know, whatever. You've got a little tuft of hair. You think the vanity would go out the window, but no. I do have uh, issues about people leaving. I want to control everyone in my atmosphere. I want, I am a puppet master, and I want everyone to be a puppet. But then we had our sex. We went, we went, we went right yeah. into this, like, even better. Now, was it sex. different? It was great because when he was on top of me, I had my hands sticking up. And it was really <laughs> no, oh, my God. She had a very hard orgasm from that. Because I'm, I, I'm, I, like, I drive into Manhattan every day and I listen to it, okay? And if you cut out the bitching, it probably would be about an hour of <laughs> You're right. Do you want to know something? Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix, as always. And with me for the beginning of this particular uh, James Joyce Ulysses tale of uh, hack is <laughs> Len Young. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's uh, you're going to be quite busy for the next next bit of the next couple days. So we changed our normal scheduling time. Um, it was uh, guys. We we were we did promise we're going to go into this truly dabble verse thing uh, at some point and throw our hat in the ring, so to speak. And the only reason we were I was never going to do it was because. Shuli was just not doing anything on his own channel. He literally was like at a thousand views if he was lucky, you know, and when he was just doing the Shuli podcast. 
And he, I don't know that he was arrogant in those early shows. He seemed to be very earnest and, I mean, he's still a bit of an asshole, but you certainly didn't get that big puffed up chest surely from those early shows, did you? No, no. Look, I'll be quite honest with you. I didn't hang on every show. I didn't watch mm-hmm. all of them. I did dip in and see a few. Um, the one thing that did, I suppose, strike me was he tried to kind of transpose the Stern universe into his own show. So you mm-hmm. had, he came up with something called the shoes, which is his own version of the news. He had his own version of the whack pack. I don't know what he called them. Um, where he, I suppose he just went out to the local area and tried to find people with physical or mental disabilities. And oh yeah, that's the formula. That's the Howard formula. Get them in. Well, and he's still doing that to a degree. I think on, he has some, on the Shuley network, he has, uh, he seems to go, go after that angle mm-hmm. still. So what it, what it all boils down to is if Shuley doesn't have a, a host, it's like Howard. There's a lot of Howard parallels with Shuley. It's actually kind of, uh, unnerving when you think about the the parallels that exist between them in terms of not being able yeah. to pay people <laughs> what, they, what they might deserve from this whole Shuli quote-unquote network, which sometimes is a joke and sometimes isn't. But um, it's uh, I think it's more telling when we play these earlier things to show his real character. And this is we're going to cover today, for example, the uh, how uh, Artie versus the quote unquote hack pack. Now, Artie, of course, hack knows hack. He's his stand up is atrocious. I mean, he really does. Yeah. If most people, most people will tell you he would just do bits from the show. He got he would get drunk and belligerent. And I think he said at one point, listen, don't come to see me twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it is it is a good example, though, with Artie uh, of of just what you can achieve if you're likable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he, because he was so likable on the show and because he was, I, I guess, relatable, yeah. that really did, that really did transfer into, into selling tickets. Uh, I think so. And I think with, I think with Shuley, you see, you see the other end of the spectrum there. Yeah. And so if people, a lot of people want to make sure, I want to make sure they all understand. Shuley started off as a caller. Then he didn't actually get into the, she tried to the get John's job and he came in dead last 1.52% of the vote, I believe. Now, <laughs> if you believe Chauncey's story, there was all, it was all fixed and it was all pre-planned that they were going to hire Richard and um, Sal. And most likely mm-hmm. for literally half of whatever John made, like half of each of those, they were going to split the salary and that makes perfect sense if they were all making, they were each making 40 grand in New York City. Cause that's what John yeah, was making yeah. when he left, like 85,000. So yeah. I, that would make them certainly hungry and certainly desperate. Sure. And, and look, let's be, to be fair to Shuley, he didn't have, luck was not on his side in the Get John's Job contest. There was all sorts of scheduling con, uh, conflicts. Uh, he couldn't get strippers, I believe, on, on one day. Yeah. Um, so I think he I think he really was off on uh, he was on the back foot before he even went into the studio. For but still, sure. he didn't. Yeah. One point four, one point five two is yeah. it's not great, is it? No, it's not. And it's and in fact, um, there was one clip because I, I showed you the archive and we immediately uh, isolated his green room sort of quip like before he goes in. And my, mind you, Julie has the shortest Howard TV episode of all the contestants. Some of them have three and four segments. Chauncey's in there three, three segments worth. Uh, Cabby's got a couple. 
um, Sal's got three or four episodes. Richard's the same thing. And uh, Shuey's got one segment, and that might be owning to the fact that, yeah, well, like you said, he couldn't arrange things properly. But also, he does an impression of Bobcat Coltwaite. <laughs> that's like just the fact that he's doing Bobcat Goldwaite in 2004, I think gives you a level of hack, like heretofore yeah. understood as, you know, like this is super cringe. You don't, you don't do that yeah. in 1994, let alone 2004. Yeah. It's a bit like doing a, a Schwarzenegger impression. You know, one of these, one of these impressions that's just done by every single a stand-up comedian at some point, especially That's right. back whether, in the 90s. Right, and whether it's good or not is irrelevant. It, it was overdone, and if it wasn't overdone, it was done shitty, sometimes both. And then uh, uh, just also he's not relevant. Bob Bobcat became a director pretty much uh, and changed careers, and he's so out of the public eye in that sense. That character, that persona doesn't even exist. It stopped existing pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he went on to direct Windy City Heat, starring mm -hmm. Perry Caravello. <laughs> Perry Caravello, part who, of the uh, Shuey Network. <laughs> yeah, who, who who also appears. He, he will appear in this later on in this uh, in this Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, and uh, guys, so we we know that when the time this is released, of course, they've already done the Potsdam. There's a, 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 a you know the Shuey Network has uh, done a show in Pots. I was going to say Potsdam, Germany, Potsdam. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's it's New York. If I'm not mistaken, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Oh my God, stupid me, but I'm not, I'm not American. I don't forgive me. My geography woes guys. Um, and it was the rundown given by the guy is something we'll go through at another time, but my, it's, it was a, it was a pretty much a disaster. And from what we could. Yeah. Yeah. And so we don't, we, yeah. we, information is still a little bit, it's trickling through, it's scant on mm -hmm. the ground, but what it seems to be, it, the setup seemed to be a bit like Bob Levy's comedy club that Riley Martin appeared at famously back in the day, mm -hmm. where he, you just go to a venue and you rent it out and you put a banner on top of it and say Soul Joel's or whatever the place was. Now, my understanding was there was a funeral in the other room on the same day, so they picked <laughs> the bigger room and there's a wet, there was a wedding on the following day. So it was all decked out for a wedding. Yeah. But uh, God, God only knows what condition it was in when they finished with the, with the, uh, with the transients that made it to the, to the, uh, to the event. <laughs> Who what knows? Was, what was really horrific was that the, one of the things that really just made me laugh hysterically and would, I would, but it would make me fume if I was a person who paid for the quote unquote VIP tickets was that at the end of the gig, whether you paid 25 bucks or 40 bucks, you still got to meet and greet and the whole Cons the whole the whole idea of the Ford the VIP thing was you get to meet and greet these people, but the twenty five dollar people don't. Yeah, look, it it sounds like it sounded like a shit show. Let's be honest. Yes, absolutely, uh, and it was it's ridiculous. Just, yeah, it's it, it's a bit like a. Remember that fire festival? <laughs> it reminds me a bit of that fire festival, where yes. obviously on a much smaller scale, but from what I saw on Reddit, there was within half hour. Uh, before the show was to start, there was people running around, panicking, <laughs> uh, swapping out cables, and there's feedback. <laughs> they started an so, hour and 15 minutes late, according to one report, because the audio problems abounded, and they just didn't do anything for that time. They couldn't even do stand-up during the meet that and time. Then. Yes, the meet absolutely. And greet during the hour. Right, and there's only <laughs> there's enough to do any stand-up. Meet and greet. You could you could get a life story out of the amount of people, the every single person who got there, and you'd still have time to set up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they only did thirteen minutes of stuttering, John. Yes, 
and uh, uh, Perry Caravello apparently brought the house down, stole the show. Yes, and whether that's so those because two, those two things it, it, by themselves tell a, tell their own story. Right, and whether that's because he's legitimately talented, disturbed, retarded, we have no idea. It seems to be a, a combination of all three, perhaps. But he definitely had a fan base that went to see him. Mm. Yeah. And the question I was, we were talking about was, what would Shuli draw if it was just Shuli, not the network? Well, I think we 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 saw that he he played a show recently where he did two shows. He did one uh, in Tampa, and he did he did another one a, a few days later. And I think it was ten, fifteen, ten, fifteen people. <laughs> you had enough people, only enough people there to sort of half finish a turkey. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of pathetic. Well, you think to yourself, like the work you have to go to, to travel, you're paying for flights, you're paying for accommodation and whatnot. And 10 people show up. Yeah. It's no wonder they're just sticking with webcams and super chats as yep. a source of income. Completely. But then my, my point, I guess, would be why even bother doing these things if there's no guarantee? Like people, you see the advanced ticket sales, just cancel. Unless you've already, I, yeah. you've already rented the room, you got to pay for that. So I have a feeling whatever they charged for the rental, the room rental, they probably went to that and they all took a hit. Yeah. I, I, I think they were committed financially to us for a certain amount and just going through with the show would have lessened that burden probably. I don't think they made a profit. Mm -hmm. And I bet Kumia wouldn't, they, he went in under the promise that you're not getting paid. Yeah. They might have told I mean, him you're going to get free beers or something like that, but that's about it. Yeah, not too many, hopefully. But uh, <laughs> with 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 Kumi, I think the idea with Kumi, surely probably thought this this is a guy who can who can sell tickets, and uh, I, I, you know it's clear that those days are over with Anthony. I think it's a mm -hmm. it's been a, a ten year decline, and it, it it hasn't. Yeah, he isn't at rock bottom yet. I don't think, sadly. No, and so the the reason why we wanted to get this one through, guys, is because again, it's such a seminal moment in Shuli. In, there's not a lot of Shuli in the Stern history, while it's serious, but this one was important because, well, you'll hear it for yourselves. Uh, just the amount of sensitivity for someone who claims to be, like having having done paid his having paid his dues according to him, and having you know <laughs> such confidence. Why should it bother you? Some guy who, let's be honest, is a hack, calls you another calls a fellow hack a hack. <laughs> so you're going to hear the arguments and anything, but anything before we uh, start it off. No, I'm just looking forward to hearing this. This is a, this is a classic clip personally yep. to me. Any, any time I hear Artie, it's always good. Yes, absolutely. Steve Langford, Howard 100 News. The killers of comedy on the warpath. The Reverend Bob Shuley, Bob Shuley, Sal and Richard blowing their stacks over comments made by Artie Lang on the Raw Dog <laughs> channel, reportedly calling the killers of comedy the hack pack. <laughs> it's a Kid better name, you got to admit it. It is good. <laughs> Kidding around is one thing, but is this bad for business? No. Oh, yes. there goes Bob Levy again. He always thinks you're hurting his business. Yeah. Well, well Bob really just thinks that most of the jokes are aimed at him. I know. <laughs> I mean, it was so joking around. It's just, I mean, come on, can we grow up here? He feels Artie doesn't have respect for what he does. Mm -hmm. Howard, 
<laughs> I, I don't I don't want to slow you down, but but Shuli's out here and he's like genuinely angry, not like fucking okay. angry. He's just you can see Shuli pacing in the hallways. Pacing. It's it's like that scene and she, uh, she's having a baby where there's a complication with the birth and Kevin Bacon's got his head bowed down. It's more that's what I'm getting from it. And you can just see him in the hallways here straggling around, desperate to get in there and say his piece. But yeah. um at any rate, we'll we'll continue. I I did. I don't want to slow it up too much. He he says even though Artie says it's a joke, he always seems to take jokes at their expense. Bring him in. I don't understand. I mean, you know. <laughs> let's give this a few minutes, Robin. All right. Let's see where this. Truly, goes. you have your time with Artie. Go ahead. I just want to say, you know, like he's very nice to us. He asks us to work with him and do shows with him, and that's great. And. You know, we all bust each other's balls behind the scenes, but when he's on the air and stuff, he takes shots at us, and it's like, this is, you know, we're doing a comedy tour. It's like you're sitting there saying that basically we suck. No, he's trying to sell tickets. Yeah. We all, you, well, you, you work with me all the time. Why would I, why would I put you on the show if I think you suck? Okay, well, we know the answer to that. You, you've already, you, we were discussing this ourselves. Yeah, go ahead. Look, it's only a theory, and I'm, I'm and look, I'm not a comic, as Shirley would say, but. I would assume that if Artie brings someone like Shuli and gets him to open, he's probably going to make Artie look a lot funnier than if he had someone on who was, you know, maybe more of a seasoned seasoned pro. Mm -hmm. Shuli is someone who can who can he he isn't outrageously bad, but he's not a, you know fantastic either. So he's just in that middle range, and I think that's probably perfect for for someone like Artie. You'd also, as Artie, and I don't think this was far beyond his his the scope of his reasoning, he's going to seem like a good guy to bring them along and have them at these big gigs and open up and give them, he'll pay them generously. I'm certain Artie gave all those yeah. people lots of money, more than they actually deserved. And it just occurred to me now, that might be also part of the reason why Shuli has this inflated ego, not just working on the Stern show that became Manifest Destiny, but if you're making way more money than you deserve because Artie's making so much and he's just to a fault, like way too generous and giving you money you haven't really earned, you think that's my value. That's how much uh, I should yeah. be getting. So like Artie yeah. would eat like over tip that kind of thing. And years later, or sorry, um, uh, I think it was maybe a year or two later, Dice came in and said he had Shuli open for him in Toronto and he fucked with Shuli on the show and what have you. And then he said, uh, I understand there was a problem with money, Stern asked. And uh, Dice said, no, no, he was asking for too much for him. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, immediately that I understood that as you, who the fuck are you to ask for this much? This is how much yeah. you should be getting. And yeah. uh, the money details were not given, but you know that 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 sounds like surely way overshooting it. Thinking this is what Artie gives me, why shouldn't Dice give me the same? Yeah. Well, look, you do you do make a good point, which is uh, the effect that the Stern Show has on the staff in terms of their their sense of um, self importance and self worth. Like you just look at JD. I mean, this is someone who. You know, the arrogance is from the guys is has always always just been astounding. Yes, I I think for the Stern show, the Stern show was probably the worst thing for Shuli because, and I'm just you know, and I'm, I don't want to be too cruel here, but if Shuli had never got that job, I don't think he'd still be in comedy. I I think he would have struggled for a number of more years, and he probably would have just thrown his towel in, thrown in towel in. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know. 
Yeah, I think the Stern show just enabled him to believe that uh, he was, you know, he was a comedian and he could make a, a living out of it. Mm-hmm. Recently, Steve, uh, sorry, Brian Johnson from uh, the, the Tell Him Steve Dave. It's part of the uh, uh, the Kevin Smith universe. He, he was like an, a pretty much uh, an extra. And that he became, he parlayed that into an AMC show, comic book guys or something like that. Comic book men. I can't remember what it was. Um, and then uh, apparently, you know, he he has enough of a following to where it makes the Shuli Network look like three guys singing at the beginning of Rocky on the street corner. Um, and so he, he he decided to throw his hat in the ring and start getting at them. And almost everybody in the Dabbleverse, or not Dabbleverse, in the Shuli's Anonymous thread in Reddit, they're like, he's encapsulating, and, and we we agreed the same thing. He's saying everything we've been talking about already. He's kind of beating us to the punch. And yet, um, like, there's still, there's not, not enough people saying it. There's just not enough people out there saying, can we, can we stop, when, can we stop acting like Shuli is a comedian? Yeah, yeah. And you, I think you'll hear it in this argument where Shuli will say something like, you know, I, I am original. And I would, I would actually pick him up on that. I'd say, I'm sorry, dude, but you know, it, it's not just the originality that he lacks, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's a, there, he's not, cre- he's not creative. So if you look at his time on the Stern Show, he never actually created anything. He no. was, he worked on the news. He, uh, he was, a, I, I suppose, towards the end of his time there, he was a, a whack pack whisperer. It's probably the best way of describing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he did have a few chances when he went in. The Hurricane Sandy, which I know you've covered, and we also, you know, we know how that went. Uh, yeah, he threw Tim Sabian under the bus. He didn't have any original material, and like I said earlier, when he did go on alone, all he could do was kind of lift ideas that were previous in his previous job, mm-hmm. and even you know, he extended out to 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 all the way up to current day. The uh, the show that he's now the flagship show on his own network was an idea that he stole from Carl. <laughs> Yeah, who from, on uh, who are these podcasts? So yes. that's that's a problem. You you can't come up with it with 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 your own ideas and your own. And I, look, he also has an issue with punchlines as well. Let's be honest. Oh, oh my lord! There's there's one clip we'll play, guys. I've got we've got all the clips and we'll go through them. And some of them, most of them are visual. And the punchline he decides to go with, you can tell in the process of it, he's losing faith in his own punchline, praying for time to magically speed up so he can get to the next bit. And there's this little polite golf clap applause from the audience. And he's, he's one of like, I don't know, five or six comics in an hour special at the Gotham comedy club. And, um, it's, it's brutal. It's one of those things where you, you want to disappear in your seat. (laughs) You you feel, you really do feel bad for the comic because it, it sucks. It sucks to bomb. It reminds me of, uh, there was a great bit on Opie and Anthony years ago. Uh, Anthony Cumia came in one day and he said, oh, last night I saw this Joe Piscopo special on Showtime. And he, he said, I was captivated by this thing because it's so bad. Yes. And they spent the next two hours going through the special. Florentine ended up coming in and they kept listening. And it was really interesting because Florentine was able to provide play by Why? play breakdown of what yeah what's going through the comedian's head yeah. as he's delivering these lines and he said the exact same thing you just said where you're so terrified you know halfway through the joke that you're not going to get a laugh that you just have to barrel through and 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 cover up all that silence with, yeah. with your own word your own speech yeah. 
and you've committed to it. Like you go into the bit. Yeah. Gilbert Gilbert had a thing about it. He says, why did I start this bit? It never works. Why did I think it's going to work now? And now I've got four more minutes for till the punchline and it never works. So what, what have I done to myself? Is this my career? And the discussion of it was funnier than the actual joke, I'm certain. But either yeah. way, we're going to go through it, guys. Sorry to be so verbose. That's what I was asking myself when I heard you make that yeah, well, comment Well, then you yesterday. might come to the conclusion that I'm joking around. But why do you have to do it on the air I'm all sorry, the time, sure. man? I'm like, sorry. But, like, no, it's the same thing with Levy. A couple weeks ago, you said the same exact thing about him. The hat pack like, was a new thing. I thought that was funny. Whatever. Like, it's funny. It's funny when it's if us If I said it off the around. air, it would seem a little more serious, don't you think? I mean, on the air, I'm well, breaking your job. No. How I many think times? as many a truth said and just. I think you think right. they're a little bit hacky. No, no, I don't. I have surely works with me all the time. I don't believe Artie. He knows their hacks, and yeah, and, and if you say it actually off the air, it's just as bad. I would say. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Yeah. And guys, keep in mind, guys, we're not going to defend Artie in this in the sense of like whether he thinks whether whether we think he's lying or not. I do believe he believes that they're hacks. There's no question about it. He's not willing to admit it on the air that he just thinks they're shit. And he's giving them mercy, mercy missions every time he asks them to come out, <laughs> as Don Rickles might say. Uh, but surely does sound like a a wife who just continues to nag after she's already gotten the apology because already did say I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, like I think I already said. Uh, maybe it's in this clip, but he said, this is how women win arguments. <laughs> That's the wrap-up show clip. We'll, we'll get to that. That's fantastic, that clip. <laughs> He's come up to me personally and said, you know, he really likes when I host his shows, he wants me to host. And I, well, how do I shows. show that? By hiring you quite a bit. I understand that. But then you come around and you say that on the air. It's kind of it's mixed messages. It's mixed signals, Artie. You gotta, OK, like, I'm like, very sorry. I didn't know I had another girlfriend. I'm sending mixed signals to. It's not a girlfriend. It's just somebody that. that You're acting thought, cunty and bitchy about it. No, you, you, just, you know what it is? If you, nobody would have heard it, then it wouldn't be a joke. Like it's would it a, be joke a joke now because somebody somebody heard would it. Would it be because, a, j a joke if Shuli went on shows and said Artie's a shitty comedian? I don't care. You don't. Sure a lot of people would. say that. I don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't get all mad at them. I really don't take would, it that seriously. You would totally care if, yeah, if other comics. See, I, and I, I, I get Shuli's point to a certain extent. Artie's got way more clout in the business than he does. Yeah. And if somebody like that beats down on someone way lower, it, it is actually kind of shitty. I, I do agree on, on that level. But if you're really, really a person who's toiled for years and years and you have confidence in your material, but you didn't get the breaks, this should fly off you like dandruff. Absolutely. And if look, a lot of this comes down to um, there's a there's raw nerves here and, and there's there's and it's because of insecurity because surely probably knows look we're not I killing am. when we go out we're struggling yeah. to sell tickets yeah absolutely. and this guy is just pouring salt into the wound <laughs> beetlejuice is getting bigger laughs than my biggest yeah. closing joke <laughs> just by waving hey who, me <laughs> that that that, that one-liner he's like any young man and he's destroying it these killers of comedy shows <laughs> i pitch eric going out saying hi daddy he's getting a standing ovation <laughs> but he's got these thought out bits from his days as a dealer in vegas and it's just uh, uh, yeah, yeah then the iron the iron sheet comes out and brings the house down exactly other comics went on other shows saying that you suck or, or I've heard that before. Fans aren't happy with this or that. Like when did I say pissed. fans aren't happy with? I'm that. just saying. I'm just throwing examples out there. I'm just saying. Honestly, you know what? You know what? Then I don't want to work with these anymore. 
Well, whatever, dude. You're, Good, you said Now I don't want to work with you anymore. But you, it you just talked yourself you make, out of work. It's not about work for me, dude. It's about it's about me getting across the point that you know either you're uh, with us or or you don't want I us don't with really you. I don't really think about it that much. Well, but dude, it's kind of a shit move <laughs> when you sit there and you go, oh, you guys want to come play Detroit with me, and then you go, oh, uh, by the way, uh, come buy your tickets for me and the Hack Pack in Detroit. Like, I didn't say that. I didn't no, say I was in the Hack Pack. That, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie always has some little aside that yeah. that destroys me. That's that's what I mean. In some ways, that's what his best stre- best strengths were. Like I, I think I mentioned it before when um, Howard says something like, "You know, I swear on a stack of Bibles." He goes, "Right," and I know how religious you are. That means a lot to me. <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry, I had, I had to stuff it up there. That's the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of pitch that. that you throw it's out. It's only there the hack back when you guys are by yourself. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> you know, you're acting like a broad here, man. You really are. This no, is I'm just... a comic. I take offense to I when know, somebody calls I know. me a hack. I know. Okay, sorry, man. Who's the funniest member of the hack pack? As you funniest call them? member. <clears throat> well, Beetlejuice, probably. I mean, <laughs> I don't doubt that. Uh, Is Bob? He's funnier on every than show. <laughs> Who's funnier, Shuli or, 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 or uh, Reverend Bob? Mm, I don't know. I got to think about that. Oh, I don't have a, I don't have an answer. There's no black and white answer to that. But Shuli's really pissed. I, I can know. tell. It's just frustrating, man. I've been doing stand-up 13 years. It's not like... <laughs> 13 years. Okay, look, I dabble. I've I, In terms of dabbling, I do open mics like once a month every... And even not even now any, that much anymore since, I don't know, t- last 12 years or so. And I'm... I'm like at this point with my old stuff, I'm totally a hack because I'm using, I'm not, I'm not a hack in the fact of in terms of lack of originality. It's just, I have a heart. I just don't want to bother coming up with new stuff anymore. It's really tough to mm-hmm. come up with really funny stuff all the time. And to me, a hack move is to rely on your old things that usually work. The old standbys as opposed to constantly developing new things. I know it would, it really means just coming up with fucking jokes that any third grader could write. But, um, to me, there's multi levels of hack, so I'm I'm on a I don't know what upper tier of hack, perhaps. Well, you know, just think it doing the numbers there. That means Shuli is now twenty nine years or thirty years doing stand up. We'll say this is two thousand seven for the sake of argument. Okay, like two thousand seven, and then you're adding sixteen years now. So yeah, twenty nine years, almost exactly. Wow, yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> That's a lot of dues. Well, I mean, you don't, I don't imagine Bill Burr went up to Nick DiPaolo one night and said, Hey man, you called me a hack. Uh, you, you said my joke was shit, you know, take that back. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, th- there's, there's, and like uh, you mentioned it and I, and I, I, you hope you bring it up again because this is not a, a point to be lost in the shuffle. Uh, whatever you think, you think Shuley was a spoiled brat growing up basically. And everybody told him his ass was shot shun- sunshine. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to do a Dr. Drew on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I think it's, you know, it, it's possible because sometimes I just wonder where does he get this, um, where does he get this self-confidence from or mm-hmm. to uh, I, that swagger, that kind of, that this kind of I'm too school, too too cool for school swagger that he has. Right. Part of me thinks that what he's really doing is it's a kind of a defense mechanism. Um, and the way that he masks 
nerves or insecurities with this sort of indifference. Yeah. So I, I don't really care. You know, I'm going to wear jeans and a shitty hoodie and. You but know, it's fake. Too, it's, I, you know, I, it, it's it's a pose. It's a pose it's, of indifference. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he said to that guy in St. Louis, he said, uh, "I'm a comic, man. You know, he's, I'm a comic." And one guy said to me one time, he said, "You know, I don't want you wearing jeans." When I was doing a show, a club owner said, "I don't want you wearing jeans," and I hate that shit, man. You know, I don't like being told what to do. And that's what he said. Like, I mean, while. <laughs> he was meanwhile he's, he's playing in front of five people and you know yeah. and he and he thinks he's in a position where he can start calling the shots or he's you know some kind of i, I guarantee you he, he he put a pair of pants on <laughs> totally yeah i mean or he just decided to go home and sulk and you know live up mooch off his parents until he could you know <laughs> get another fucking unemployment check back to uh to tide him over for the next trip into the the next uneventful trip to the comedy with well, the i don't know the comedy donut in uh you know nevada somewhere in nevada i mean <laughs> the 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 level of i think again the stern show does that to these guys as well if they get on the stern show they have a certain amount of clout they can sell those tickets and that's an example like when they go on their own they're still doing actually pr probably probably fairly reasonable sized crowds because it's also the new york area but at the same time new york is not buffalo new york is not um it's not uh, boise it's not austin you've got 10 million people living in this city some of whom will make the, the trudge every a different group of people if you, you know if you, you play enough 500 seaters eventually they'll all see your shit and never come back <laughs> but yeah. but you know you do that once one night in uh, i don't know fucking uh santa monica and then you suck and then the next time you try to play there no one attends why because you were there people were told you were awful yeah yeah so I word think one of, of mouth things that yeah yeah i think one of the things that about Julie that and maybe i'm wrong here it's just just reading in between the lines i don't think he really maybe fully gets the idea of a meritocracy and you know you see that everywhere we have that everywhere now maybe you don't see it in a civil service job or in a uh, in in the the dmv or whatever but mm -hmm. certainly in 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 a in any kind of creative endeavor everything is about being a draw and being popular so mm -hmm. this idea of paying your dues now this this thing comes up so many times they even call him the dues payer on yes. reddit um <laughs> <laughs> Brian Johnson mentioned it. He said, paying your dues, whatever the fuck that, whatever means. the fuck that means. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, my idea, my thinking of what the paying your dues actually means is it's a sort of, um, squatters rights, length of tenure. I've been here, you know, longer than you, therefore I deserve more than you do. Or I'm, it's almost like there's a queue and I'm ahead of you in the queue. And unfortunately that just is meaningless because it, it doesn't account for talent. It doesn't account for appeal. Doesn't account for anything else. I mean, look, I you you can't say to somebody, I play piano, and someone goes, "Well, I've been playing five years. How long are you playing? Four years. Well, I'm better right. than you then." Yeah, but right. it doesn't work like that. You no, know, martial, martial arts, any kind of learned endeavor. I mean, there's certain things you can learn absolutely, but ultimately, it will be down to individual skill, talent, aptitude, and then, then when you go into comedy, you're talking agents. The right agents take yeah. you somewhere. Connections, yeah. the city you're in, like you're trying to make it in Chicago versus trying to make it in, uh, I don't know, uh, Dallas. 
You know, what yeah. kind of connections do you have? Uh, are you likable? Likeability, being able to get that extra little uh, hand from some other established comic who likes, takes a liking to you, wants to take you on the road with them. There's lots of things. And surely I can imagine him turning off a myriad of comics just with his attitude and not getting those breaks. Yeah. yeah. And you talk about, you know, likability uh, during the Hurricane Sandy saga we -hmm. saw that he went all in he bet the the house he said look i'm he made a conscious decision that when he had a shot at the arty chair he was going to trash his co-workers yep because he didn't care he thought they're they're collateral damage for me getting this this gig yes unfortunately it didn't go that way no it didn't um and and i think it's very clear gary from that day on probably had a big issue with him and well, they, they so. did have a fight. About five years later, they had a big on-air bust-up. And believe me, we'll Gary, go Gary, through that Gary as called well. him a cunt. Yeah. yeah. Gary called him a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> that was wonderful to have two subhumans uh, fighting with each other. The, the one thing I will say, though, when you mentioned earlier about the whole dues-paying thing, I think the only, the only way it works when you t- start talking about that is when someone has finally made it, and then they discuss the dues they paid trying to get to that point. Yeah. That's when you can discuss yeah. that as some kind of not even a meritocracy. It's more along the lines of this is how I got going and I I made it, but he he is not George Jefferson. He is not moving on up. He is reliant still on the, uh, the kindness of, you know, other people to work for almost nothing and, and trust him in some capacity to do the right thing by them. And we clearly see that's not the case. The Ray DeVito in this latest thing just said, look, I didn't, I didn't get paid. I had to pay for my own hotel. They said there'd be a hotel for me. Um, again, the information's trickling in. We don't know exactly what the full truths are, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit because Scott, that surely shorted them, shorted, uh, Ray, this guy, Ray DeVito, because he did pretty much the same thing to Richard early on when, uh, uh, uh Carrie and I covered the, uh, Shuley math episode. And, uh, he did the same thing to Scott, the engineer who asked for like basically an auditing of the whole thing. And said, look, yeah. what's with this block party thing? We I, There's a way we can make more money out of this and cut some of our expenses. How are you guys doing this? All he did was ask questions. And she was like, no, you got to accept the gift you're given again. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, surely paid his dues. Okay. So that means <laughs> he's he's doing it for 13 years. So he can do 40 minutes. Yeah. And so what, what he was able to do with Richard was to say, yeah, we'll bring you on, but you get paid according to how long you do on stage. He knows that Richard could only do five minutes. Yeah. But he also knew that Richard was the reason why people would show up. Mm-hmm. So he used Richard to get the sales and then yep. did a switcheroo and said, well, look, I'm up there uh, doing 45 minutes of, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't Hot just jokes. off any. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and taking the lion's share of the money. And not only that. You're not seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm not opening the books either. Yes. And I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's not trans, that lack of transparency is enough to get a lot of enemies really quickly and not to be yep. working for you anymore. So I just started last week, you know, so it's frustrating when, when somebody I respect like Artie says, says stuff like that, you know? Well then listen, we should just part ways then. Well, but I'm not the one going on the air talking shit about you. You're the one talking shit about us. Would you prefer it if I didn't give you work and I went on and said you were a great comic? Artie, this this has nothing to do with work. This is just me coming to you as a comic to another comic saying, hey, man, that wasn't cool. That has nothing to do with work. I appreciate all the work you give me. I always say thank you every single time. I think I do a great job for you. It has nothing to do with work. Okay, man. All right. Whatever. (laughs) 
Fine. Okay. What, what do you want me to do? Right Brother, I just wanted to state my case. I just wanted to tell you where I stand. That's all. I understand. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> she leaves like a check. He really is. <laughs> they all are. <laughs> Levy's like a woman, too. I mean, <laughs> if, we, if we sat there, if we got on the air. Play the tape of me shows, on that show. It's so we, joking around. But, Artie, you don't understand. There's a huge percentage of people that listen to this show that whatever comes out of your mouth is gospel to them. Okay, this, are, is the same have, this is the same argument like the last roast. People were afraid to laugh at jokes about me. I remember that specifically. That was not Daniel Carver. I think it might have been. Uh, no, it was the Andy Dick roast specifically. <clears throat> and uh, in the wrap-up show, which have I sent you that one? The Andy Dick no. post Andy Dick no. wrap-up show. Bob Levy floated the theory that people in there liked Artie so much they would not laugh at any jokes directed at him. Uh, and then it's like, well, and and then when Lisa Lampanelli went up and made some jokes and people laughed, <laughs> Artie was like. Well, no one told Lisa's contingent not to laugh at me when she got some hits in. So, and I was like, you guys are just trying to make excuses for having shittier jokes. That's basically it. I would have thought in, in reality, it works the other, other way. The more likable someone is, the more inclined people are going to laugh when they get gooped on a, on a roast. Certainly. And also when they see the reaction you're giving in relation to the yeah. joke, like if you laugh at some joke that's directed at you, you're going to increase the laugh almost yeah. exponentially. And so, um, and already and Andy Dick where they're both like, look, you just, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, sometimes these jokes work. Sometimes they don't just admit you didn't do as well as you have in the past. And Bob's theory was we need to put in super fans, like real hardcore super fans, which most of those people were. And I remember specifically already goes, they want jokes that they want people that'll go in and laugh when Hart, they say, Artie's a fat fuck. <laughs> and, that, and he's right. He was dead on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In that case. Um, and they want drunk maniacs. And I believe at that time, the Andy Dick stuff was done daytime. So there was no day drinking involved. That's that again. It's, that's a hard sell for a roast. You, you got to get people lubed up for something like that. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, well, I, I don't even know what I don't know what that is. So ridiculous. It's already I mean, it's it is, absolutely true. It's so you think it's true. affecting your business. I you guys do a lot of business. I thought we do do a lot of business. So but, when you go on, but when you go on the air and go, these guys are the hack pack. That's not an advertisement saying it's a great show. Go buy tickets. Mm hmm. Is it? No, I, I mean, I'm kidding around. I, was, I, I, I tend to But what tell, I'm saying I, is there's sometimes, a Ralph, what do you think? Sometimes on the Raw Dog Comedy Channel, sometimes I joke around. Go ahead. What, what? Surely knows what I think. Is it Artie's job to, to, to do advertisements for you? I mean, he's making a joke. No, but I does he have to put wait, us wait, down? Wait, just let me get my point out. I don't see how you guys can sit. First of all, Artie, the hack pack, that's brilliant. Um, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't joke. know how you guys, you, you bust balls, and that's what you do. And I think anybody who oh. listens to the show knows that it's like uh, do it off the air I, I don't get what you're saying no I mean, it's we busting do it ball, busting ball. Guys, but we do it in a way where it doesn't affect business dude it dude. doesn't we're all on the same team <laughs> man we're all on the same team bro we're all we're so first you're saying it's about how it affects business it doesn't it's not it's what you think of me no now it's about how it affects mm -hmm. business oh yeah. it's about yeah. how it affects the crowd and they take his word as gospel so what they're going to give us shit for the next while uh which is it truly pick your argument and stick to it yeah I was just going to say that he said it's not about the money. It's just a personal thing. And now he's saying the opposite affects business. But, um, you know, like you said earlier, we're not going to defend Artie here. Uh, I will say that this was such a well-placed comment that Artie made that we're here 
16 years later talking about it. And this hack pack thing has followed Shuli around ever since. You yeah. go onto Reddit, it's it's everywhere. It's it's tissue at the so, bottom of his shoe that just never you can't kick off. <laughs> but it just goes to show how 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 beautifully divined it was in the first place for Marty. Yep. And believe it me, just, guys, it, it fits. As good as this segment is, and I don't believe it's been edited for Howard TV. It's only about twenty-five minutes, which includes a couple of like, you know, minutes of conversation at the end when they get him in the back there. Uh they get Shuli and they talk with him individually. But the wrap-up show segment, which I sent to Len, is a million times better. And it's a it's because they get to they allow they're allowed to to breathe a little more, and it's not yeah. Howard directing traffic saying, Okay, enough of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So as always together yeah, why would you why would you have why would you hammer somebody on the air and say something that's that not necessarily true but Artie puts himself down I put myself down too all the comics put themselves down Julie you sound whiny you come off like Ralph if anybody would like know whiny. what a fucking cunt would sound like it'd be you so just well, see, keep it don't, down no, don't do that and don't call me a cunt <laughs> <laughs> that Listen, might have said cunt business yeah. sorry <laughs> 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 he's, such a, he's so fucking good uh, oh man god this is imagine this is so missed i mean this is a legit fight obviously yeah but yeah. when you're up against a guy who can talk words around you like literally whole parades around your head it, there's just no winning yeah, this isn't John Hine talking about Sal uh, speaking Italian in a in a re- or whatever that thing was. Oh, what was like, oh, the late when their trip to Miami recently. Oh, you tried to watch man. that. Oh, just painful. It is yeah. painful. I just I'm I'm I I never cease to be amazed at how awful the show is <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, you know what? I could easily yeah. smile in somebody's face one day and then go on the air and trash them. Uh, you know, which seems to be the well, mo around here. And I'm not going to do that. Shitty stylist, he'd be upset. Oh, absolutely, me. and I, I told care. him that. Oh, no, sure you do. You sure you do. <laughs> you could say that, Ralph. You remember when we first started? Uh, when you first came up here, before even Howard was on, the serious news team was here working. Ralph gets out of the elevator. One of the reporters goes to interview him, and she goes, "Uh, you're." Howard's makeup artist and he goes no I'm Howard's stylist and he wouldn't talk to her after that he yeah, refused no, you, to you, interview you, her you know what to, Julie no she wanted to ask, I didn't know who this fucking broad was she wanted to ask me questions about the work that I do with Howard which is private and I wasn't going to answer a bunch of fucking questions so you were it. being cunty weren't you no I wasn't yes you were Ralph you, you being protective of my client dummy <laughs> I know I believe he was being cunty and this yeah. is where you know I don't think Julie's completely full of shit certainly no and I, I believe that 100%. I don't think Shuli ex- exaggerated that, that what he saw there. No, at all. we know we know enough about uh, Ralph to know how he handles himself and how he takes things personally. I mean, had the Bubba Heather uh, Ralph <laughs> fracas oh, yeah. was an example of that. So he easily and, can set get set off. And the intern who brought him home fries and he they weren't right and he, oh. he went crazy and that was brutal. And we, and we all know, oh, we don't know, but the, he did talk about his. Uh, his work for Howard that's private. <laughs> I love that. They ask him, how many days, how many hours you put in per week? And he goes, ah, it's tough to say. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love that. I'm you, being protective of my comedy and my material. And, Artie, and, 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 comedy. You, and with all well, sincerity, in your opinion, are they, are they kind of hacky that, uh, these guys? No, I'm, I, I said that because I know they're very sensitive to that. And I was kidding around and joking around, but I, apparently, you know, I don't want to, if, 
You know what, Artie? Ever since you said you were dedicated, you're dedicated, you're going to a mozzarella farm, you're sleeping through half the show. You're not that fucking talented, Artie. You are so unloyal. It's you see, this aggravates the shit out of me. Good. I'm glad. I hope it burns your thick You. I may not really go to a mozzarella farm. That was a joke, too. You are the biggest mama's boy. Talk about cunts. You, mommy, 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 you'll never have a wife, or you'll never have a wife. You are loyal, you're not a good friend. You do something good one day, and the next day you pull it out from someone. I wasn't going to call, Artie, but I had a call, because you are so unloyal, it sickens me. Marianne, part of the smelly cunt pack. That's oh. <laughs> she was right. She was right. Yeah. You'll never have a wife. Yep. So she, 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 she should be uh, predicting, uh, she's predicting football matches. Um, why do, why does Marianne, why did Marianne hate Artie? I well, never she quite went, understood she, the, the origins of that. She flip-flopped, uh, when he didn't, when he committed, tried to commit suicide, she called in and she's all wham, wham, wham. But, um, what there's, do you remember the infamous Pittsburgh Pete <laughs> fight yes. that Artie had with Pittsburgh yeah. Pete? I love that one yeah. too. Um, and then he, <laughs> He threatened to beat up Marianne with Pete's body. <laughs> and she called him. He was just not in the mood for that shit that day. Yeah. And, uh, and anyway, uh, I don't know exactly. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's something about her. She decided, uh, yeah, she had, she had it in for him. A lot of the whack packers had it in for every certain person, a specific person. It happened to be her yeah. for him. Her, but it's uh, real. I mean, she, her, rather. It, yeah, but 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 it, it, it it's real. I suppose is the point. This is before, uh, like, she's not reading off a script that was emailed to her. No the show. way, no way. Like what happens nowadays? Yeah, I think whatever it is, like as as soon as some kind of negativity is is put forth, uh, she'll go after. I think I don't think it's just Artie, but he definitely got hit by her more than more than most people. So was it, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe it was just the being protective. Fight. Could be that might have been it. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Hey, Howard, can I say something? <laughs> yeah, let's go to Mutt for one second. Okay, Mutt, sure. go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, Shirley, weren't you guys busting my balls on the way I run my website and host my show this weekend? Were we busting your balls about the way you run your website and how you host your show? Uh, I guess so, yeah. I mean, it was all in good fun, but basically that was an attack on me saying I don't like people have opinions. But do, but, but do, but do people pay? See, surely, why is that okay? Why do you attack Mud? It's going to make him feel bad. Right. Well, I know Mud's a celebrity, and I apologize. Well, Mud is that. a celebrity on the channel. So now this is that the problem is Shuli's trying a joke here, but it's making him look even worse because yep. you know, that Mud guy, as much of an asshole as he is, is correct. Yeah. Well. I think you you don't have to be an expert in in body language or or human behavior to know that when someone repeats the question that's been asked to them, they don't know the answer and they're trying to buy time and they're trying to come up with something. And that's exactly what Julie does here. He knows uh, he knows he's busted. And that's why he resorts to this. Well, you know, what kind of celebrity are you or whatever he says? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you're a celebrity. Well, yeah. And, and surely talking as a real celebrity, of course, would know, you know, the yeah. difference. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 First I all, mean, surely, what, what kind of celebrity were, are you? You're as big a celebrity as Mud is. I don't even, I don't even see myself as a celebrity. Well, man. what are we talking to you for? <laughs> well, good question. Why are you having me on your fucking shows, then? I don't know. Don't I hired a me. guy a bunch of times, and he's pissed at me. 
Well, yeah, because he, what? Artie, let me ask you this. What's making that, what a good point? Everybody is getting a little. I don't know. Dude. What is the I word hack mean? This hack thing. You guys don't even know what hack means. Sal uses. I don't think you. Whatever know what Sal it uses, it he uses it in the wrong. It's so funny. No, he uses it on you. It's right. But it is some part of much livelihood when you. Of course it is. Much life to a certain extent now is running that. Right, but we were. But Mutt was on the air with us. Number one, who had a chance to talk and speak his case and say his side of the story. I didn't say it secretly. I said it on the show that you heard. Yeah. But first of all, Mutt was, first of all, let me finish. Mutt was on the air with us. serious. I didn't go on there with the uh, intent. Right, let's go to we Sal. Sal wants parodies. to well, let's, let's Sal weigh in on this. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, the, keep in mind, guys, Mutt, uh, you, we're going back to Stern, uh, Stern Fan Network. And Mutt at the zenith of like the, the massive largest point of SFN had to get like double servers, triple servers to handle the, the, the overload. And he had all kinds of people that he gave mod powers to, and he had to spend a lot of money to make that continue that thing to keep it going. Cause it was that big. It was what Stern wanted to do with his own building board, but didn't want to put money behind it or really be responsible for it or see the negativity that was going to come from it, which eventually happened to Stern fan network. But when, so when he said we were offered a million dollars for it, I think at one point he might've been offered a good chunk of money for it because of the amount of traffic that place had. Yeah. And I, I look, this was before Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. Yes. So, so it, the, you know, the whole thing became fragmented once social media came in. Certainly. So it was never, it was never, you, you were never going to get that again. And especially considering that Stern's numbers are ever dwindling, especially mm-hmm. when he moved to series, they're just going in one direction. A That's bit right. Like Patreon. That's right. And Mutt, if he was, if he got even, if he was offered a half a million dollars for that website, he should have taken it. I would have in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. 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 Done a John Hine on it. Yeah, <laughs> completely. Let's now win your argument. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I mean, you're a generous guy. You put us on the shows and everything, and you're great to us, but it is mixed signals because the issue here is. We're, like we're not like woman. you. We're, we're not, no, we're not like you. We're not. Mixed signals. Hold on, hold on. Let me explain, please. <laughs> We're not, we don't have the clout you have. We don't have the strength of the audience that you have. You've earned it. But the thing is that we're guys with families and we're trying to make a living. <laughs> and we, I, it would take me 80 shows to make an eighth of what you make. And we put a, a good ticket out there. We put on a solid show. We travel the country. Who is saying any but, different? But nobody. But when you're going out there constantly calling Levy a hack. And constantly? Then, well, he, he, I, he, I he say that you apologize. Roast. I say it in the road. No, but you, I say it in the fucking. But Artie, you apologized to him just last month saying you, you would never have. Happen again. So I'm, I'm just saying that. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Let's talk a little bit about this. Okay. Yeah. They did. They got to make money. This is, this is another part of the whole thing. It's embarrassing that they have to say that we're trying to go on the road and make money for our families. Meaning basically yeah. indicting Stern. He's not paying us enough. So this is a necessary yeah. evil. Yeah. Uh, number two, constantly. I don't, I listened to the whole serious run for up until it already left. I don't remember him constantly making references to them being hacky. This was one, no. one incident on a show that nobody was really listening to. But then, yeah. because already, if already was anywhere and someone heard it, yeah, they'd hear it. And of course, it went back to it got back to Julie as it as it would anyway. Um, well, but I, then he's yeah, he's giving it more play by mentioning it yeah. on the air. <laughs> yeah, it's the Streisand effect. Yes. a perfect example of it. Yeah. Um, a bit like Gary with the stools, you know, he didn't have to <laughs> to say anything. Just looking at Sal and I'm thinking, wow, he's talking about his family and he, you know, he's a family man, but yet at the, I, 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 I can never get my head around this. He's a family man, but at the same time, 
he's on the air he's talking about the booths he's taking bits of the sibian to sniff and smell and he's he's the mutt's underage daughter's underwear like this is insane stuff mm-hmm. he's doing stand-up like the show he goes we put a good ticket out there he was just doing pure racism right. like pure racist yes. material yeah oh yes Oh yeah, and and it, it was it was Will that that busted them, but it was on that yeah. show, I believe. But also, when uh, caller calls, no, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons is on the Greg Fitzsimmons show talking about Sal's act. <laughs> Sal comes yeah. in to defend it, and he's like, "What percentage of the the show was racist?" Like all of it. <laughs> like these are all things that, and it, like in, in certain other venues, would have got him killed. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So, and um, if you want to yeah, talk hack, if you want to talk hack comedy, that's racism is a surefire. Like that's one of the chapters oh, yeah. in it easily. Yeah, cheap shots. Yeah. And, and you look where we are today. Uh, some of the stuff that Sal did, you would be, not only would you be canceled, you'd have someone police knocking on your door. Yeah. Hate <laughs> you know, crimes. Cops. Yeah. Um, and when you look at the show now and look how sanitized it is and, and Sal, uh, you know, back in these days, he was getting his testicles shocked and he was drawing, you know, he was stuff with his head, you know, every week you have his guess what's out. in my pouch. Yeah. Uh, and nowadays it's all about, oh, Sal in a restaurant talking to a, a server. Yeah. In, this is, with an this is your show. I mean, Crazy. and, and, and guys, and any of those, any of those, those mongoloids out there saying, "Look, we, you know, the, what would you expect? Baloney and on asses? No, no, no. There's a, there's a happy medium. There's a way to get beyond that and still maintain a certain level of, let's call it edginess for the sake of edginess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. be smart, and it's, it wouldn't be that this show. But mind you, this show was really never about smart comedy. In fact, the smartest bits about it, Billy West and Artie. I mean, Jackie wrote a lot of vaudevillian one-liners and they could be funny, but unless the guest guest came in like Gilbert and made the show funny, you were depending on, I don't know, some kind of strange, funny rant, uh, some fight that happened in the meantime, maybe an interview with stuttering John. It was always something else peripheral to the show itself. It was almost never going to come from Howard and Robin. Stern's own insecurity ensured that no one really smart would ever contribute on air or to the show because he, he, they would always end up he would he would be so threatened by it that he would yep. end up falling out and yep. there would be a lot of passive aggressive behavior and they were gone mm-hmm. i think so we put on a good quality show for the fans I and we're there for them you. and what you say in hack pack it doesn't help it's all right let's move on show. let's go back to steve langford surely thank you i respect what you have to say Shuli is upset. I could see he didn't crack a smile during I that. I don't think anything. And he is upset. I see him leaving upset. Well, no, I, I mean, I don't think I can work with the guys anymore. Really? Right. Well, yeah, there well. you go. You know, I wrote jokes for your Donald Trump roast that made the Daily News. I wrote jokes for you for, <laughs> wait, well, you're laughing now, but, I, you know, I, I think what, you what, take what me seriously. What does that have to do with anything? But every opportunity you have, you call everybody a hack. The only people you don't call a hack is Nick DiPaolo and Greg Fitzsimmons. But everybody in this family, in this environment, you're constantly digging at and using the excuse it's a joke. So I don't get it. I think. So do you get the point, Sal? <laughs> yeah, you won a contest. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, you just mentioned two comics that are making a living as comics. None of you are. Yeah. You know, you're, you you're David, depend- uh, uh, he, David he, uh, and- no, Nick DiPaolo and oh. Greg Fitzsimmons. Yeah. Well, they, look, that- they're kind of, they're, you know, old pros, maybe that's, not well, this that- stage, but 
Yeah, well, at this point they were, and uh, they were making yeah. a good enough living, you know, on their own, and they were more than happy to ply that trade. Um, and and so, you know, if Hardy's not calling them hacks, sell, <laughs> do the math. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Great, and I admire what you do for me, but I just just be honest. Like, how do you really feel? He told you I, you're a hack. I, well, no, I, I, <laughs> right? I'll take I, I, it. I don't know. I don't know. So, how do I really feel? Uh, can we go to therapy together and figure this out? <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I don't. Th do you, I don't think there's one person in our audience who, because I said hack pack, would not go see those guys perform. I just don't see that. And if they're starting to see it, I'm not going to go see them because well, you said that. <laughs> it leads me to believe they're no good. Why it was, should I waste I my time? I was just so. It was such a joke. It was. I, I'd say. I'd. I'd guessed. I'd gather to say that. <laughs> I would dare say that a lot of them would go because he called them a hack. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I probably you know, would. Just yeah, tease them or fucking just call them a hack, 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 pack. Yeah, but they'd still sell tickets. <laughs> That's the whole point. Artie's mentioning you. The one way to 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 truly kind of combat this is not mm -hmm. on the air. It's to go out and prove to an audience that you're not a hack. That's yeah. the only way. Oh, you yeah. can do that. And yeah. I think these guys know. They're not going to be able to do that. Probably so not. The, and certainly not so in that area. The spell is broken. People, yeah. Well, the other thing is think of the fans that are going to see them. Are they like discerning comedy fans or are they drunk maniacs who just want to get near them and sign and have drinks with them after the show? No, no. Yeah. They, well, I, I'm thinking in my head of that famous clip when Scott, the engineer got up and did stand up in Cleveland, Cleveland. And yeah. it's probably, it's probably the most aggressive sounding audience I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just insane. Yeah. Well, in Florida, like Lakeland, Florida, I think that's the, I'm not sure if that's the one where Sal got, he fell off stage. I think it's Lakeland, but I'm not hundred percent sure. And Artie was saying they were just nuts. Some of these, pla these places we yeah. play, they're just, they're just out of control lunatics and out of control implies they don't really give a fuck what you're saying on stage. What was the show that Bill Burr did? Philly. It's a famous clip. It's oh man, now, that it was, the, it was an Opie and Anthony tour, and they had a lot of people. Yeah. And that Philly rant, uh, it's it's legendary. Actually, there's a lot of reaction videos to that. It's a great rant, and it's funny yeah. the way here he him explain. I was just trying to think of whatever sports teams I could think of in Philly to insult, and whatever I knew about Philly, what was Philly famous for? I'm just going to go in on it, and it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. I and, be, and because it was organic, he didn't pre-plan this. He was just like he saw the reaction everybody was getting and said, "Fuck yeah. this city." And yeah, that that can be that can be funny. <laughs> and in the end, I love the best. I love my favorite part of it was he was treating it like a hockey game. One minute left in the period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he kept counting down. It was great. I saw but, him um, do. I saw him live once. Yeah, um, and it's the best show I've ever seen. The best stand-up show I've ever seen, from start to finish. I just, it was absolutely, and it was just perfect. And there was a lot of time during it where I was really kind of thinking about the timing and how he put everything together. And it was just so, it, it was just so refined. He'd obviously been, you, you know, out on the road doing this set for a long time. It was just absolutely perfect. Did he do any crowd work yeah. in though? Yeah, yeah, he did. He absolutely killed. Yeah. He didn't do a lot of crowd work. He didn't do a lot of crowd years, work. How many years ago would this have been? This would have been, I'm going to say, 2014. Mm -hmm. 2014, okay. 2015. 
Yeah, a lot of the criticism he's getting now it's it's more along the lines of the, his lifestyle, the fact that he um he's married with kids or a kid. I I don't know if he's got multiple uh, children, but um he's just an older guy now and he's more he's not angry. He's not as angry anymore. I'm like, well, no. you expect him to be the dragon, you know, breathing fire constantly for the rest of his life. It's it's exhausting actually. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, you, you like People level that at Howard. They say, "Well, look, he's just being himself." But the argument is, "Well, he's not. He, he, and he never has been himself." No. But, um, but yeah, with Bill, um, I, 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 I don't know. Like, what does he do? Does he, does he, just does, does he phone it in, or does he pretend to be angry? Does he, does he make up stories about his life that you know? So, um, it's just, yes, it was the difficult one. You're never going to please everyone. No, certainly not. We're we're evidence of that, Jesus. Poking around. So you're saying you don't really feel that way? Yeah, I mean, and how many th- when hack? How many times do we say that shit on roast? We're roasting each other. Bob Levy is is the is the guy who hosts roasts. I mean, can, can I give you a list of subjects I don't want you to talk about? Sal. All right. Well, Sal is gone. I've dismissed him. Shul, you still uh, sorry. Shul, you still seem fired up, man. I am. I am. I'm pissed, man. But what about you know the nature of this show and the nature of hanging out around here? Is that hanging out is one thing. Going on the air and, and affecting somebody's business and ticket sales and shit like that. You know, there's a there's a huge portion of this audience. What I was trying to say that have a sheep mentality. That as soon as they hear something, that's what they believe. They don't question it. They don't think for themselves. You know, uh, four months ago he said Richard was a shitty comic. Then Richard tried to go on stage for three shows they wouldn't even let him get one word out they kept yelling he sucks and he doesn't suck he's a good comic okay interesting that doesn't dovetail well with the whole shuli math episode we did uh in which you claim he didn't really deserve more than he was getting like he was paid a flat fee the other thing is you're insulting the crowd because you're implying they don't have minds of their own by saying they're going to believe whatever Artie says and not come see you the other thing is you're attributing ticket sales the blame like the drop in ticket sales to solely that, just Artie's words, as opposed to considering maybe we do too many shows in this area and we're trying, much like the Uncle Rico show, to do, like, just to draw too many golden eggs out of this goose. Yeah, yeah. And, and what he's also doing is um, not taking responsibility for the quality of his own act. Zero. He's just saying, look, look, before he's even gone out on the stage, he's saying, oh, we're going to get booed now. Well, that's up to you. That's yeah. up to you if you get booed. New at this, he's learning, and you got to give people a fucking shot. When you do right. something like that, you take that chance out of our hands. Can I tell you exactly? You know, not because I'm, I'm, I'm like what, what Shuli just sort of talked himself out of right now. Yeah. So for the New York Comedy Festival, you know, last year I did Carnegie Hall, right? Yeah. So I, now this year, I like that this is eating you up. No, Go no, ahead, wait. Yeah. So, so, but listen. So, so now this year, uh, they, uh, they want me to host a show, which is going to be like the centerpiece of the whole festival, a town hall. Where I host it, I come out, I do 15 minutes, and uh, I pick four of my favorite comics to showcase that night on the festival. A big right. press thing, you know, a whole nice. big, a lot yeah. of attention because yeah. they get a lot of press for those festivals. And I honestly, and Teddy, Teddy can bring in the fucking list. On the list was Shuli and Levy wow. that I pre-wrote down. The okay. heck? To, 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 to have, you know, be... Uh, 
I mean, this is like, you know, you got to put out the friends of yours who you think are really good. This yeah. is part of the New York Comedy Festival. Understood. It's a full night of stuff. And and Teddy has the list. It says Shuli and Levy on it, both of them. Well, I guess and the right now, in... I, I well, really don't want to use... Why do you have to penalize use... him for saying he's upset that you call him a hack? Because I think, I think they're being pussies. And I don't right. feel like we're... I'd so rather work with a hack than a pussy. <laughs> well, it looks like you're back working with both. There's, I yeah. think, another reason he doesn't want to admit. If he has to go out with comics that are way better that he's gonna have to pay them way more money too oh yeah yeah and and like what you said Artie's gonna have to up his game and not rely on i don't know the cheer song or you know the uh, walking to st louis uh, joke or every single bit that he regurgitates because he he had you know he had one act and did it for three years and people got fed the fuck up um and unfortunately derived a lot of his writing if you want to call that from the show like any bit that he came up with what you people already heard on the show they didn't need to go to a, a like a, a comedy club and hear it again yeah i mean look look if you were if you were doing a show what's easier following sal or or sorry following levy or following david tell Right. Um, and for Hardy, um, there's there's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. most comics would be afraid to follow a tell. That's how good he is. Yeah, just don't slip on the blue cheese. Right. <laughs> and Yucca or Yucca's black dildo that was used in some, you know, <laughs> whatever, however <laughs> it was used. Um, maybe slaughter, sla slathering around in the blue cheese. So <laughs> either way, I think, and also he knows Levy's... Um, whether he thinks he's ha a hack comic or not, he knows that Levy's going to have X amount of material and that he's been doing forever and that he'll be able to get the crowd glowing, going and he's a blue comic. And a little of that, you know, like 20 minutes of Levy or 15 minutes of Levy, five, 10, eight minutes of Shuli, and that's a show. He knows exactly how it's going to be. Mm. Um, so it's predictable. It's, it's in his mind. He knows that's why this works for him. And also he can get away with paying Shuli a lot less money, <laughs> I think. To punish them uh, with uh, taking away some money from them. I mean, and it's not my. It's 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 certainly money, but it's definitely it would have been a sort of nice Prestige. prestigious attention. Certainly could help him so with box office. He was honest with you. So why, why you would I think? Him? But why would I think? Why would I do that? Why would I keep that? Why do you have got, to punish the guy? He came in honestly and said, "I don't like when you call me because a hack. they sound like little cunts." And they you sound, don't want to work with a cunt. Yeah, I'd okay. rather work with a hack. Okay. <laughs> they sound annoying. You know why? Honestly, I'll tell you why. Because I'm work. I'm working on eggshells around them. Okay. Fair I got to walk on all eggshells now. Am I doing something wrong? Am I insulting these little pussies? Oh. Clean your pussy, Levy. Ooh. Wow. Cunty. <laughs> it really, I don't need that. You're telling Levy Ooh, to clean cunty. his pussy? To clean out his twat. <laughs> I'm sorry. You fucking, uh, I'll give You're you saying a he has a dirty pussy? <laughs> I'll give you a list of shit I don't want you fucking talking about. How's that sound? What is it, Tony? He wants to weigh in on this. Yes, Tone. Hey, how are you doing, buddy? All right, brother. Hey, man. I, I want to say about this this hack pack thing that, that they're showing their weakness by being sensitive to it. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about comedy, but I think I know that, you know, Ari, Ari is, is, is putting them up, up towards his level by even mentioning to him. It's an open invitation to crack back. And, yeah. uh, you know, you know I'll, go ahead, no, I'll tell you what, he's making an excellent point too, because you know, actually, the funny thing is, I do mess around with guys I've known for a long time, calling them hacks, or that was a sort of old, unoriginal thing to do, and with guys like Apollo. And if you're confident enough that you know you're not, then you, you shoot don't, back. You don't get. He's exactly right, and uh, and that's yeah. the same way when I I'm on a music forum and when people throw, but like you decide, you tell what you like, and all of a sudden some comes comes at you. I don't give a fuck. I really like it. Yeah. Really. 
I know we say often when you say you don't give a fuck, it means you give a fuck. What I'm saying is that person's opinion is not going to change my opinion of how, what I like about something that it, it has yeah. no bearing on something intrinsically personal. Yeah. The only time that can happen is if someone points out something really makes a really good observation that you never really noticed before. And then suddenly you're hearing it and you're like, Oh, right. Sometimes yeah. I find that that can happen. But if someone just says, Oh, you know, this guy's it's awful or whatever. Yeah. It's shit. A blanket statement. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. Get out of here. Well, maybe they're not confident. It's like calling a guy gay and he's mad because he's really gay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, Perfect analogy. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know you. I know the one of the first things in your mind might have been like the life beat cupcakes or something. Yeah. <laughs> Every bite fights yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a good point. Maybe, maybe Shuli isn't that confident. Well, uh, he should well, be. That's, I mean, I'm trying to tell him. All right. You're and that's giving... what, and that's exactly what and that's exactly my point, Howard. Is is, is that uh, you know, I mean, if they if they want to be uh, and, and they say and they say it's because already has you know cloud and 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 confidence or whatever. And and you know what? If they want to be successful, it's time to step up their game and at least in that regard. You know? All right. There my clout ends with this show. This I have the same clout they have. I sell tickets because I'm here. But they've. Sold He's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And that ended yeah. up to be the case. Now, when he had his own show with Nick. That's something he could he could play off it of too, but he was definitely not making as much money on the Nick and Artie show on the road as he was with Howard. No, yeah, and uh, a, a lot of this, like I said earlier, all comes back to just his likability. And you know, mm -hmm. it's one thing to have that platform, mm -hmm. but uh, it doesn't ensure anything. But it, it, but if you are someone like Artie who is just relatable to a huge part of the audience and is. With Artie, you know, he he would so show several sides uh, of himself, and yep. he would he would be able to laugh at himself. Um, that's something Shuli doesn't do. Shuli's very one dimensional in that respect. You know, it's all just uh, every story that Shuli tells, Shuli comes out of it. You're expecting him to kind of rip out rip off his top and have a Superman outfit at the end. You know, well, needless to say, I had yeah. the last laugh. Yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 at someone else's expense. Um, yeah, and and the the one thing we're gonna get every single example, every single time he used the airplane joke and play it back to back to back and see how you guys feel. Imagine if you heard that. It's it's no different than when Artie would use the you know Jew broad fights Dracula's thing, whatever. Like it really is a yeah, funny initial yeah. story, but the diminishing yeah. returns on that story. There's only so many jokes and stories that you can laugh at every single time, and there there are precious few of them and some of those were not, not those were not examples of them a lot of the ones he used I, yeah i think i think stern's original reaction to that joke was so he burst out laughing it's probably the only time yeah he's really laughed at a, at a shuli joke i would I'd imagine yeah. uh i think i think to shuli that was a green light to I just made it. run with this when a mate yeah and and this is going to be my this is my thunder road you know what i mean I pulled out excalibur from the stone <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> oh put you up on a pedestal that you're the guy they all want right. to be if i left and this if show you say something bad to them then they're devastated if i left this show i'd be playing clubs again i mean look that's a hard reality of of the business uh, and and so they're on the show and they're making money too. It's all we're Wait, all in the Shirley same. Wants to say something. We're all in the same boat. Exactly, we're all in the same boat. So why would like 
Artie, let me ask you something. What What does the word hack mean to you? You're a comic. You've been doing it for a while. What does the word hack mean to you? <laughs> when it you means, say that it means a an, an unoriginal thing. To me, it means an unoriginal premise that gets an easy laugh. You okay. pander to the audience. Okay, so why would you call me and Levy a hack and then sit there and say, <laughs> oh, I put these guys on this list for this show? Like, make up your mind. Do you respect what we do or don't you? And then fucking don't go on the air and say you don't. Like, well, we could I could easily he's... gone on another show and 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 trashed you yesterday or or started this shit up. I waited to talk to you man to man, face to face. How did I trash you? But and the other thing is, of course, guy. The, by the way, guys, he's such an air whore, surely that he was. Yeah. If this was the way to get it, he was absolutely going to do it. Yeah, and look, here's the here's the difference. The reason why I already did it is because primarily it was a funny play on words. Play on words, yeah. Whack pack, hack pack, yeah. I guarantee you, if Shuli was to trash Artie on some other station, he wouldn't come up with a a, a, a defining uh, phrase that we're still using today. Oh God, no, Jesus Christ! I mean, I mean, he stopped using Israeli funny a long time ago, um, and at this point, you know, his his jokes revolve around his ethnicity pot loserdom and yet you're fifth you're closing on he's got to be 50 or if not 50 then like in the same ballpark maybe 48 49 around that that ballpark um and you should be writing about some other things he's got those two that shulogy album which i defy anyone to laugh at it's on youtube <laughs> the sober show and the wasted show it doesn't matter if you're sober or wasted you won't laugh either way. I don't believe. I mean, there's still some people out there. You can claim you're Shuli fans. I, I, I guess there's no accounting for taste. But uh, in in this in this quadrant, no, we say no, Shuli, hard no. Well, there's accounting for YouTube views and yeah. uh, the sh- Shuology or whatever it's called. Shuology. <laughs> Shuology. Sorry. <laughs> the killed of comedy. Where get, I wonder where he got that idea from. Stentology. Well, you, like he's giving a eulogy, so shulogy. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's I didn't realize how clever it was. Well, yeah, that, that's, sorry. I mean, we were, you're talking, <laughs> he's Oscar Wilde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's Percy Pish Shelley. Uh, I, <laughs> Christ almighty. Saying the hack pack. I understand it's a I'm funny kidding line. around. It was a joke. That's the you, point. You always say that when we call you on it. So, and like Howard said, there's always some truth behind every joke. So what do you really feel? Is it the whole group? Is it You made a joke uh, in the Gary roast that he's a silverback monkey. Right. <laughs> do you really think that? But tell it's me a to, roast. Tell Gary I to do. his face. <laughs> it's a roast. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. This is that a comedy a show. I wasn't on the McNeil Air Report. I said, who are the killers of comedy? Are those young comics? <laughs> who are those guys? You go, oh, I call them the hack pack. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Hey, hey, I just got one more thing to say about that. When 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 Artie stops talking about you, then that would be the time to worry. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Point. No worries, late. Fun selling fruit. Uh, well, know. I see that uh, you are upset about this, Shuli. I am, and, dude. Uh, I've been doing it 13 years, man. And one thing I'm not is a hack. I, I, okay. I pride myself on my material, my originality. And, and for somebody to come out and say that I'm a hack, that pisses me off. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, all right. <laughs> I went on there and said, I went on there and said, Shuli is a hack. It sounds like 13 years in the fetal position crying after each show. I mean, if it's really, if you're really, paying your yeah. dues, shouldn't you have already, shouldn't you have Teflon skill, skin at this point or Kevlar? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, this, the, the entire business is about taking failing. abuse. Yeah, failing, failing. Up, hopefully failing upward. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. And getting better. 
yeah. already talked about it for years, saying like, you know, he, in his in his first book, you're saying, look, I was I was doing a cab. I was I was riding. I was uh, sorry, doing a cab. <laughs> that sounded a little too dirty. I was riding a cab and picking a like a, a dead zone so I could go do some sets. And uh, I, the reception comes back when I drove away, and my dispatch would say, "Oh, where the you know what happened? Oh, I was you know, <laughs> I was in a, uh, I was out of commission for a while there." But he yeah. went and and did the work, and ultimately. You know, he has the goods, he met the right people, and that happens. Sometimes it just doesn't happen, and Shuli's not able to grasp that. No, it's, a, it's something I don't think he's still able to get his head around. No, God, no. No, but you say, the, I'm part of this group, the Killers of Comedy. Whether you feel it's one person in the group, two of us, three of us, say say what's on your mind, but don't generalize and throw us all in one group and say we're a bunch of hacks. <laughs> How would I have a lot of good oh, qualities, no. <laughs> but a smelly cunt Audie isn't one of them, and you wish your cunt, you big pussy, was as clean as mine because you're the seventh grader. <laughs> you know how you make a joke? Cunt, cunt, See, Marianne is not a hack. She doesn't do any easy very shit. Entertaining, Audie. And you know what? You're right. If you didn't have Howard, you'd be in the fucking bar somewhere <laughs> with the pool table and the walls with the cocaine guy because you're nothing but a low-life asshole. Ike is on the phone from Mad TV. <laughs> Ike from Mad oh. TV. Oh. Is this Ike Barinholtz? Yo, Artie. Oh, Ike, how you doing? <laughs> Ike later would appear on the show himself. I can't remember the con the uh, circumstances, but he he was in studio getting interviewed by Howard years and years later. But this is <laughs> this is fantastic when he calls in. Howdy, man, how you doing? Howdy. Oh, you're so right, dude. You're so good to these boys. And I talked to a friend of mine who saw the Killers of Comedy in Southern California. Said it was the worst show. He Where? Ever. What show was it? Where at in Southern California? <laughs> oh God, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, what. exactly. I, I, I like you, truly. I like you. I think you're actually a great comedian. Thank you. I like you on the news. Shalom, bitch, has really played out. But uh, he said, <laughs> it really is. What's what hacks do? That was so bad. It's so racist. <laughs> 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 like like bad and racist yeah the family man right exactly do you know there's nothing worse than a a guy who's like blue and bad you know what i mean yeah, yeah. well i mean you know hey i don't I, look that's your opinion but I, I happen to know like he's a good guy but i don't uh i'm not at all their shows i do horrible shows too i've been drunk and i there's People want their money back constantly. All right. Uh, Ike, thank you very much. Ike from Mad TV. Ike's a good guy. Brian, go ahead. You have the last word on this, and then we have to move along. Robin has news to get to. Yes, Brian. I just feel if you're comedians, you should have a sense of humor, guys. Really? We do, man. I'm saying it again and again and again. It's the same thing. I mean, if you want to get into out. overdone stuff, that guy's right. I Listening, coming back from Pittsburgh, I, I listened to the news. I, I heard Shalom, bitch, like 40 times in an hour. It's really, you want to jump out the window, you're, you got douche chills from it. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's absolutely yeah. right. I did remember yeah. hearing that. And he got nailed for that by Howard, actually, uh, yeah. when uh, he said he came in and he's like, can you explain why that? He goes, no, just a, you know, a sign off so they know it's me, you know, Shalom, bitch. And Howard's going like, um, I don't know, is it really that funny? <laughs> now, Howard's no judge of funny, but in this sense, yeah, he, in this case, he's right. He really wants to be defined by the fact that he's from Israel. It seems right. to be such a, it's such a, it's such a, um, a constant 
Yeah. I think he, even his website was called Jews Gone Wild. Jews Gone Wild or yes. Jew Gone Wild. It's no longer in, in, somebody else. Somebody else took it over, I think, because he let it lapse. Like he let the, uh, the whatever, oh, yeah. you know, this, you, the, you know, of course, <laughs> uh, when you, you know, you're making ends meet, the website's the last thing on your mind. But, um, the, uh, that there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. Like if you're an Italian no. comic and you make your bones being an Italian comic or, you know, uh, you know, an, an Asian comic, like a, a Korean or Japanese comic. Yeah. And that's the whole genesis of your act. It's one dimensional. It's one note. It's going to be a little brutal for, unless you're playing to certain crowds, the same that aren't going to challenge you, that are going to identify a hundred percent, but you're limiting yourself actually by doing that even in New York city, because they're looking for jokes about Filipinos, Spanish people, Hispanic mm. people. They want to know about, um, uh, you know, black, white, you know, wasps, everything. Yeah. 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 And ultimately personal stuff. And a lot of shoelings, I believe is just nonsense more than anything. I don't believe it's derived really from personal anything. So. Right. <laughs> what about, what about when the fans come out of your show and say they've heard the same jokes for the past three? Well, months? I mean, what you know, that? they, they shouldn't come to see me twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they feel it's played out too. Just so you know, yeah. FYI. I want, I'll try. You should listen to some news reports, man. The Shalom bitch thing is like, really? I, and I it know. said so much. I mean, sometimes he says it like eight times in a 20 minute period. And I could care less about that. That that has no reflection of what kind of comedian I am. Well, I think it does. I don't. I don't at all. I don't I, I don't think it was if, funny if the first time. If you're I empty headed enough to hear two words, shalom bitch, and then base that on who I am as a comic, then then that's your fucking well, problem. I got no time to impress you or, or try and work. I always thought Shalom Bitch was sort of a Okay. Um you always thought like I have no time to impress you, but you're saying you considered him a friend before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. you're bothered by what he said as a friend, but now it doesn't bother you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's contradicting himself a few times. This is what we should ring a bell every time he he contradicts himself. And we have we had only we have room in the budget for only one bell, and Raven's got it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Fun thing. I if it, it wasn't, I'm, I would have gotten a memo of some sort to stop doing. I'm it. just too lazy to write a memo. All right. I'll stop. Sorry. Yeah. Listen to the playback. <laughs> All right, what? Brian. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Clint, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Hey, listen, Shuli, you got to stop fucking crying, man. If you didn't have Howard and Artie, you'd be fucking bagging groceries to stop it. <laughs> well, and that's what I was doing part-time before I got here. And I... <laughs> we know. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're not we're not shitting on like blue collar work. By the way, don't don't anybody get the wrong impression here. We're literally saying like this is a guy that somehow just doesn't understand he should be doing something that isn't as demanding mentally. Yeah, I I think what the caller is getting at is that he surely needs to be put in his place somewhat. Oh, big time! And, and you know he's got ideas above his station. Oh, big time. Yeah, that's exactly right. I realize that and I appreciate the opportunity that I have, but I'm not going to let somebody talk shit about my comedy and say that I'm not original when I know that I am. I'm sorry. I'm Again, still I don't, stand I don't up for myself. I don't recall saying that. I don't that's what a hack means. No, if already called you a nut-hugging pillow fighter, you should be thrilled. It's any kind of promotion for you. Well, no, not, I mean, not necessarily. Maybe that, look, like them or not. If that was the case, then I'd come running in here and, and let them 
throw things in my ass and let people touch my cock. I'm not, I'm not, that's not my route. That's oh, not I, what I do. Well, so what are you saying? That you're, you're talking about guys and the killers now. What I'm saying is that there's guys that do different. But I could see Shuli's point, like if you went on Letterman and called me a hack, I'd be upset. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you can understand that. And Shuli, and that, that was a perfect catch, actually. Artie was not too, too stupid to figure that out. Going after Sal and Richard, essentially. And, and that betrays Shuli's own feelings about them anyway, and probably his resentment for the fact that Sal and Richard get a huge pop whenever they would play together, regardless of the quality of their act versus his 13 year, you know, his 13 year, 13 year black belt in comedy that he's achieved over the years. Yeah. And he, and he's, he's probably resentful of them because he knows he has to bring them with him in order to go out on the road. It's just, he has to guaranteed. Yeah, I, I think recently on the Jimmy Kimmel show, uh, you got engaged, and I said, "Ah, oh, what a fruit!" I didn't take offense, right? Because right. you got—I was kidding. Yes, of right. course. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I am a fruit. <laughs> True. <laughs> Anybody who gets engaged <laughs> is a fruit. <laughs> Yeah, poor See, there is some idea. truth to it. <laughs> there is truth in it, though. Well, that's my point and all I this. hate that it's true. Uh, I think I laughed right after I even said it. And then even well, sure after I did. Like, it's sort of like they said, who are the killers of comedy? You say, oh, you mean the hacks? And he does know who you are. He he knew we were kidding around. What the Half the shit I said about the host and he said about me. We were busting each other's balls. Jim, go ahead. Just Jim. Nope, Jim's gone. All right, last word. Come on, I really do have to end this. Greg, go ahead. You're on the air in Minneapolis. Seriously, the hack pack should now be called the pussy pack, and we're a bunch of whiny bitches. How could Artie possibly insult the comedic talents of a half-rate news reporter and a couple of phony phone callers? <laughs> <laughs> well put. Yeah. <laughs> these guys, these callers, I, I, I don't believe they're fake, but they know exactly like what they're saying is, is something it hasn't just occurred to them. These are thoughts that they've had in their head yeah. for a while. I think they've been, they've been loaded and they're dusting off the Winchester. <laughs> That's a good point. All right. Listen, surely the people are speaking out. They're saying you're too sensitive, but uh, what do I know? I mean, I understand I'm a sensitive guy. I understand right. what you're saying. Like if somebody said you're unoriginal, you would take offense to that. I would be offended. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think you'd be a little... <laughs> because you're unoriginal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the truth hurts. It does. If, you're, if a radio guy called you unoriginal, yes. I mean, would you really, would you go on and talk about it? For no, i probably, no, but if the radio I guy, give it a second thought. But if the radio guy has a huge percentage of people that hear what he says and believe it the second it comes out of his mouth, wouldn't you Listen, be a little upset about that? I agree with the fact, if you're going to say that I have a unique position where I'm I'm on the mic all the time. I understand that. I didn't say it here. I said it on Raw Dog, where probably the host Pete Dominic's family and you guys is who listens to that no, show. I've I had don't emails know. and text messages all day yesterday about right, it. A bunch okay. of people heard it. They follow you around. Whatever show you go on, they go, Artie's here, Artie's there, and they, they, they love you and they listen to you. I don't think I have enough power to get people not to buy a ticket to see you. I, I, you should worry more about that. And why would I? Yeah, what would well, my that's motive what I be? Don't understand. That's why it's such a mystery to me that <laughs> because, he would go on the air and say I'm that Because I'm not shit. doing it with that intent. That's that's all right, let's move on. Thank you, Shirley. Artie, I'm sorry. Uh, we've run out of time for we this. We can't resolve this. Shirley, you're obviously still fired up, man. I am. I was downstairs smoking a cigarette, and I hear him talking about what gigs uh, I just cost myself. And it's like, I didn't do this to fucking... I didn't, it's not about gigs to me, it's just about who I am.
It's you just you what? just said it's about ticket sales, you fucking yeah. idiot. Ding ding ding. ding. He's, he's just... <laughs> wow. He's just he is flip and flipping and flopping the whole time. He's going back and forth between this is about our friendship, this isn't about money, this isn't yeah. about gigs, this is about selling tickets. <laughs> He's a gutted, he's a gutted cod flapping around on the dock right now. And, and the, yeah, now, yeah. now I know he's referencing the, the gigs already was going to bring him on, but he did originally say it is about gigs and when people are losing, yeah. they're not buying tickets to see us basically. So, yeah. um, yeah, there's the stress of I, them maybe not selling as many tickets anymore. And I don't think it has anything to do with what I already said. Sure. Yeah. I, th I think Shuley ran this over in his head before he went in. Maybe the night before he ran over how this was going to go. Hey, and I think he realized never, it's existed. never planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it was the slogan. <laughs> never yeah, planned. Never planned. Never, never, never personal. Never funny. Never funny. Or always exactly. funny. Always funny. Sorry. Always funny. Uh, yeah. No, I think you were right the first time. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but yeah, clearly it, this did not go the way he, he thought it would. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, it is like the Tyson quote. Every, everyone has a plan till you get punched in the face. But you can yep. see with his body language there, he's defeated. Completely he, he's defeated. Yeah. Yep. As a comment, it's a respect uh, issue. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I know a lot of people think, you know, oh, he's crying, he's too sensitive. My point is this, you know, I, I, I'm going to stand by who I am as a comic, and if he wants to say that shit, he can say it, but, uh, you know, people come out, check out the show, see for yourself. One thing I know is I'm not a hack. I take very much offense to that, and, um, you know. I'm not a hack is the, it's about as accurate as I'm a comedian. <laughs> I'm not a crook. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I believe him when he, I believe, what, I, yeah, I, I'm not a hack is, you know, that's him saying I am a hack and believing yeah. it. Like he's, he's totally like in the dumps now emotionally. Um, but, uh, and in terms of comedian, you're trying to convince yourself you're a comedian by saying it. Like I'm, a, I'm Beth Stern. I'm a model. I'm Howard. Yeah. I'm, I'm straight. I'm married. Right. What can I say? Maybe I'll start going on other shows and talking about what the audience tells me after his shows. See how that affects him. See how, see, maybe he might be a little cunty, maybe a little pussy, because I don't care what he says. Once you start talking about a comic material on the air, you get, you get sensitive about that. And so. He won't be funny though, Shuli. This is the difference. Yeah. Artie was funny when Artie said the hackback. That got a laugh. When you go on another show and trash Artie, you will not, you, you won't, you won't get a laugh. No. <laughs> He never unlocked that door. And no. I love Will. Will That must be this Will behind that Will? Doing the, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> doing the mock crying. That's, uh, that's his deal. Now, you already kept reiter reiterating that he was just kidding. Well, yeah, I always say, you know, he's always kidding when, when, when people hear it or if, or if it's, uh, you know, if he gets caught, then it's a joke. If, if he, nobody would have heard that and uh, nobody would have sent me a message or anything, he would, nobody would have talked about it. And like, and like I said before, there's definitely some truth in everything. So, look, I don't know if he feels this way about the whole group or certain people in the group, but, uh, you know, he definitely put us all in one one big pot and said that we're a bunch of hacks and that's not cool man and and he knows the influence he has on fans him and howard they they know what they say goes a long way with the fans so now now do you think that <laughs> it says i have a vagina <laughs> <laughs> see will's getting laughs and he's not saying a fucking thing he's funnier than shuley
easily. And the other thing is, you're, you're not really. Shuli's being disingenuous here. He's not upset that they called. He called them the hack pack. He's upset that he's yeah. lumped in with the hack pack. Let's be honest. Of course, of course, he's trying to say, look, I'm just looking out for my. I, it's not about me. I can take it. I'm just looking out for this. The the up and comers. I, you know, he's like he treats Richard Christie. Fa- you know, he's trying to claim that he's nurturing him. You know. And giving him pointers, and I'm, you know, it's 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 his confidence I'm worried about. He goes out on stage, and he he can't even get through a line. Poor Richard. Meanwhile, he doesn't give a shit. So this is part one, guys. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Len, thanks so much for sitting in on this one, and I, uh, I'm I hope uh, you had a good time <laughs> dissecting this slab <laughs> of unfunny shit. <laughs> oh, it's a classic clip. Uh, anytime, uh, like I said, Artie is always is always worth the ticket price. Just don't yeah. go and see him twice. No, exactly. And at any time we can we can discuss Artie while shitting on Shuli, it's a welcome it's it's a welcome task indeed. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. Check us out on Patreon; it's worth your while. And um, try out the Black Kluge tier, or at least the tier before the two fifty one gets a free Sundays and two of the extra episodes, um, as well as uh, the other Sundays that you're missing regularly. Take care, guys. We love you. Scott Wilde and the Stone Temple Pilots. Um, there's a band that, uh, God, I just could give a rat's ass around. Fuck. I mean, what is that? What are you learning from? Why use it? This is no wonder people like this special. <laughs> it's the anti-special. There's nothing special about these guys. I really, I really, they're one of those bands I never got.